0: Welcome back. It is June twenty second, twenty twenty three. I'm your host, Alex Berg. Again with Alan. Hey. And this is our entertainment segment. We'll let uh, we'll let some right now play a little bit in the background because it's awesome. It's my favorite Van Halen song for a while, but now I like like a lot of songs, and I'm kind of like you. I remember when we were talking about Van Halen a while ago. I always ask you, like, what's your favorite Van Halen song? And you gave me an interesting answer, and it was it was Depends on My Mood. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very good answer, because I always like, this is my favorite song, but now actually depends on my mood. So. Exactly.
1: No, when you familiarize yourself with the whole catalog, there's such a variety of songs. And, yeah, it's just what what mood am I in? It's like, this song is not hot for teacher, it's not Panama, but when I'm in another mood, those are my favorite songs. Right,
0: so. right. And sometimes when I feel like I'm standing on top of the world, that's my favorite song. Exactly. Anyway, notable deaths. Uh, the only person I saw, Treat Williams, he was a character actor for a long time. I guess people would know him mostly. He played uh, Severide's dad for a couple seasons in Chicago Fire. He died. He was only 71 years old in a motorcycle accident. Said a million times about those motorcycles. As a paramedic, those are business insurance right there. You know, job security. It's uh. just, Yeah
1: movie reviews alan you said any movies i've seen recently the most recent movie i saw was guardians volume three so guardians of the galaxy Uh, okay i enjoyed it it had some good action sequences it had some good moments uh but it was also check your brain at the door right don't really look for shakespeare here (laughs) it's just a silly movie and like the other two movies it's kind of silly so don't take it too seriously Alright, I saw a couple of movies. I saw Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I'm a big Transformers
0: fan, as I said on this show before. I liked it. I'm going to give it an A-, minus, which is pretty generous for me. I would be super critical about movies usually, and especially being a Transformers fan, I thought they really put the robots more center stage, uh, which was unexpected. And I thought it was a good follow-up to Bumblebee, some plot contrivances. But, you know, listen, you're watching a movie about robots that transform into vehicles from another planet. I mean, you almost got to be like Guardians of the Galaxy and check your brain at the door. Uh, There was some good humor in it. I laughed out loud a couple of times. I liked the characters. Yeah, I, I I liked it. I recommend it. I thought it was good, and this is coming from a G one old school huge Transformer fan. Um, I was I was happy. I was pleased with it. So uh, Alan hasn't seen it. We might check it out again at some point. So that was pretty cool. And then I want to get to. I don't know if you ever saw this movie
1: called Duel. Well, I remember the old Spielberg movie. That's which, the movie I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah. Did you see it? I think so. At least I remember portions of it. Very
0: interesting movie. I know it was Spielberg's first movie. I didn't know. I learned more about it. It was actually a made-for-TV movie. Right. And it was only like 75 minutes long, and they were like, we want to put this in the theater. So Spielberg reshot uh, some scenes and made it 90 minutes, and then they put it in the theater. And the version I saw was the 90-minute version Very, very interesting movie. It's about a guy. He's a salesman, and he's on the road, and he's trying to get to his next business meeting. And he gets into this, like, road rage incident with this trucker who you never see the trucker's face. And they're drawing at each other all the way down uh, these California highways in the middle of nowhere for a a full hour and a half.
1: It's on a mountain road. Yeah,
0: on a mountain road. You know there's a lot to take from this movie there's not a lot of dialogue there's a lot of just you know driving and cat and mouse chases and playing chicken and that kind of thing but it's interesting it's it's almost like it's a character study of this guy who's a you know he's got a family and some wife and kids at home and he's a business guy he's wearing you know a shirt and a tie and about how his character devolves because of this incident with this trucker who's obviously a lunatic that it just goes from like this road rage thing cuz he passes him on the highway to this trucker who literally wants to kill him and how he snaps and his he he you know goes from normal mild manner to paranoid to scared and then to vengeful and then to a killer himself did, did you see it or you're not sure No
1: I do I remember it I just don't I don't remember all the details from beginning to end, but I remember a lot of these scenes where uh, this this weird old truck yeah. that the the windows are opaque. It's very dusty and it's just kind of old and creepy, and it's just constantly rear-ending this dude in his little meek tiny car, mm-hmm. and he's a very Mild mannered, a bald dude with a mustache, and like he's very yeah. nerdy. Yeah. Um. But it, it is interesting because there's really not a lot of dialogue. It's just what we can all relate to as drivers, where you know you get a little angry at the other driver, and then sometimes the other driver gets angry at you. And when you're being bullied, which is this is a lot about bullying. This movie, um, it, it shows you what's what you're capable of and what the bully's capable of, and it gets pretty scary but yeah think about what Spielberg did with such a limited budget in that movie it was really interesting. It was really cool they had this entire the opening sequence of the movie for 1971
0: I think it came out was, was fantastic he like basically mounted a camera on the front of a car and you're watching a car just drive through highways and through neighborhoods and stuff like that and then how they filmed some of the other stuff I mean was especially on a limited budget like you said was fantastic and and there's one scene in the middle of the movie where he stops at this diner and he thinks that the trucker uh, is stopped at the diner too and he's seen the trucker's shoes when they were stopped at a gas station so he's seeing all the people uh, uh, around the diner and he's looking at all their shoes and they all look the same and he thinks one guy is the guy that's following him and he and he basically goes up to the guy knocks the sandwich out of his hand mm-hmm. they get into this fight like it totally is like this devolving of his character that he he's just like just whacked out insane now and then it yeah i very interesting movie. It was, you know, similar to like a falling down kind of thing with Michael Douglas, like way, obviously yeah. decades before that. I, I, I almost think that falling down might've been modeled after that. Cause you remember Michael Douglas mm-hmm. in falling down had a tie and was like a nerdy guy or yeah. whatever. And it, it, I think it might've taken, taken from that. So I it was interesting. surprised. Yeah. A
1: lot of people have watched Duel before.
0: Yeah. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I, I could see why that drew Spielberg some attention and how he got to be the way he was. So, um, some TV reviews. You said you
1: were watching a show, Platonic? Yeah, it's on Apple TV. It's a a decent show starring Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne is a mother of three, uh, happily married, but she's been a house mom for several years. She gave up her career. Meanwhile, her best friend from college, who she's always been Platonic friends with, is recently divorced. He's kind of dating again, and like he's leaning on her for uh socialization he wants he's like come on come out come on hang with me and she has a desire to get out of the house and also kind of sees where he is in life and he's like oh this friend of mine's kind of a train wreck like Mm. so it's it's an interesting character study as well and I, i think it's some interesting comedy there and it's very poignant because it's our age group. It's someone in their mid to late forties. So it's a comedy. It's a comedy drama. Yeah, it's it's more comedy. There's there's a little dramatic elements to it, but uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to check out. It's not it's not a ridiculous comedy. It's it's grounded in reality, but I think it's worth checking out. Okay. We'll have to check that out.
0: See other news. I I had this. Uh, uh, I did my good deed, my good service. I went and found out that they were selling, when the Transformers movie came out, they were selling a popcorn bucket that was in the shape of a Optimus Prime uh, trailer. So I guess you put the popcorn in the trailer part, and then they put the soda in the cab, mm. and you drink out of the cab. And I was like, oh okay, but it looked like a really cool you know, toy gimmick thing to have, a nice size Optimus Prime. It looked like a G1 Optimus. And I said, I want that. I just don't want the popcorn and soda in it because I'm just going to have it for a keepsake. Mm-hmm. So they wanted $50 for this thing, but mm. it comes with the full size of popcorn and the drink, which will cost you like 30 bucks. <laughs> so, you know, I guess this toy is only an additional $20. Mm-hmm. But, so I went to the movies, but I wasn't going to see the movie. I just wanted this thing. So it was really cool. The guy behind me online, about our age, you know, and he had two kids that were like nine and seven. I said, what are you going to see? He says, I'm going to see Transformers. I said, what are you going to get here at the concession stand? He's like, oh, you know, popcorn, soda, the usual thing. I said, I'll tell you what. You can have my popcorn and soda. I'm just going to buy this, and then you can have that. So I gave it to him. So he was very appreciative. So that was my good deed of the day. He got a free popcorn and soda. I got my little Optimus Prime truck. And then I went ahead and I found out, so that was at like AMC. And then I saw at Cinemark Theaters. I don't know, but I had to find it online. They're actually selling an Optimus Prime head that's a popcorn bucket that actually has LED lights that light up for the eyes. Sheesh. And it was only 25 bucks. So oh, I went wow. ahead and I got that too. I ordered it. So I'll see when that comes in. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. Super excited, obviously, about the, uh, the movie coming out and you know, trying to get all the little uh, accoutrements with it. Jamie Foxx, have you been following his story?
1: No, I kind of heard it second and third hand. I've not been following it closely at all. So what's the latest? What I mean,
0: what I heard was, I mean, this came out like a week or two ago that he had a massive stroke and brain bleed and has been in and out of the news and in and out of ICU. But people have been tight-lipped about exactly what is going on with him. And that it a was, story was leaked that his stroke could have been caused by a recent COVID vaccine shot. Due to the fact that there's a Hollywood mandate that everybody's got to be vaccinated and he wanted to do work on some project that required it. And so there was this guy, AJ Benza, who was on a podcast with Dr. Drew and was talking about that that's what's going on, that he found out from some inside source. So I'm going to keep following this story. But, you know, it was first reported that Jamie Foxx had this stroke and that he wasn't doing well. And that was like at least a month or two ago. And we still haven't heard anything Mm -hmm. about what's going on. So, i i'm curious to see i mean obviously you know how the world is if it did have something to do with the vaccine they're never going to let that information out they're going to try to cover up as best they can but we're going to do some more research on it and we'll keep you updated
1: i'm still waiting on confirmation that he had a stroke i mean even that seems to be unconfirmed so i don't know there's a
0: lot unconfirmed and why is it so unconfirmed you know tmz you know usually reports a, a, a lot of stuff but uh we'll see and then uh, there's this new Disney movie, Elemental, with mm-hmm. the fire and the water. Right. I just found out it was released that it has a non-binary character that's not part of the main story. Why are they shoving this down our throats? Mm. You want to do a story and have this non-binary character, then make it the main character and don't be scared. Don't try to, like, push it on the side to say, like, oh, it's okay or whatever. Like, what? why are they doing this? Like, mm-hmm. this, this whole thing keeps happening. This Buzz Lightyear movie, it had, like... Uh, you know woke elements into it it bombed they did this other movie called Strange was a strange world something like that that yeah, came out right, yeah. that bombed too I don't know how Elemental's going to do but the more buzz that surrounds this non-binary character that's not going to help things I, I just I don't know Avatar. I don't know if you ever watched the Avatar movies. I haven't seen them. The Way I of Water. I saw the
1: first one. I didn't see the second one.
0: I mean, they, they seem like long movies. I don't know if I could sit. The for- first
1: one is so derivative. Like throughout the movie, you see visuals and plot lines that you've already seen. You're oh. like, oh, that's the dropship from Aliens. Oh, that's the exosuit from Aliens. Huh. Oh, this is like this other Cameron movie. It's like all. Oh, these it's, things- so it's a derivative from James Cameron yes, itself. It's like all these Cameron plots and, and visual elements. And I was like. This is not an original story. Why is this so popular? Well, when the first one came out, it was like, 3D. This is the best 3D you'll ever see. And I was like, this is decent 3D, fine. But, like, it didn't deserve the amount of popularity it got or certainly not a theme park area of Disney. And now the sequel, also worldwide, making great box office. So someone's watching it. I'm not in the Target demo. Uh, so I, I, it's, it's a bit of a mystery to me. Yeah,
0: so I'm not a the target demo either. Apparently they're making five of them. I mean, look, they got, uh, Avatar 3, according to this news, they're moving it from December 2024 to December 2025. Avatar 4 is going to be 2029. Avatar 5 is going to be 2031. James Cameron may not direct films 4 and 5 because he might be too old by that point. Uh...
1: Look, Crazy. I don't watch Fast and the Furious either, and those are making money too. So again, I don't right. know. I
0: don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of franchises like outstay their welcome. Mm-hmm. So it was funny. I was actually reading the bios about the Fast and the Furious movies the other day, and I'm like – I was reading I, – I don't know. I haven't seen any of them, but I was like the eighth movie, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, they're taking a car into space? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. They had some Star Wars news. I guess they have two Star Wars films planned for 2026, but we have no information on what they're about.
1: For all we know, those get canceled last minute, too. Yeah, exactly. It's all just hearsay. Too too early. It's hearsay.
0: Looks like they're going to make another Avengers movie, Kang Dynasty, moving to May 2026. Right. I don't know what they're going to do, because Kang was played by Jonathan Majors, who's embroiled in that domestic violence uh, charges. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny how he was in Creed three and Quantumania and the bad guy in both movies at the same time. Like, his star was up and coming, right. and then he had the domestic violence charge. So, I don't know what they're going to do. If it's going to blow over, they're going to recast
1: the role, so we'll, we'll guess see. who else was domestically violent? The star of The Flash.
0: Ezra oh, Miller. yes. So well, they're trying to sweep that under the rug, too. They
1: might, but you know what? First of all, he's caught on camera. But second of all, if this guy can be the star of a movie... There's no reason why many years later, another person could also be the star of a movie. So was his domestic violence before the Flash movie came?
0: Uh, yeah, was filmed, the, or maybe during. The
1: news probably came out after it was finished being produced, okay. but before it was released. Okay. So it was a bit of a, uh, a sticky point for Warner Brothers, but they they released it anyway. And my guess is, well, this this hasn't been filmed. Avengers: Kang Dynasty has not yet been filmed. So. No, I mean, they obviously. still have the option to not use him. Right. So I don't know. It's maybe domestic violence is not a uh, cancelable thing anymore.
0: Crazy. More Marvel stuff. Captain America: Brave New World will open in July twenty twenty four, which comes after Thunderbolts in December twenty twenty four. Does Marvel? Blade in February 2025, and Fast Fantastic Four in May 2020. I mean, they're just cranking these movies out faster yeah, uh, than we could watch them.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> insane. So Captain America Brave New World would likely star his friend the Falcon. He's now taken on the guys of Captain America. It's no longer Steve Rogers. Whatever happened what, to time. Steve Rogers. So, well, you haven't seen all the movies, have you? No. So you, you, since you haven't seen any of the Avengers movies, you don't know. But uh, he's no longer Captain America per the end of the last Avengers movie. Okay. Um, Thunderbolts is an interesting comic book plot line. And they're probably going to build on the fact that in these movies and such, they have kind of darker versions of other characters. So, like, in Falcon Winter Soldier, you had someone playing U.S. Agent, which is like a dark version of Captain America you had uh, another version of Black Widow in the latest Black Widow movie and they were being led or at least eventually led by a Julia Louis-Dreyfus-played character and that's probably where the Thunderbolts are. It's basically darker versions of uh, previous characters, I think. Uh, In the comic book, it was former villains taking on the guise of new hero roles. Cool. Cool. Okay, that'll well, be interesting to check out. We got another alien
0: film. I haven't. It's on the calendars, dated for August next year. I haven't heard a thing about this. What's going on? Is it being? Is it Ridley Scott? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know they're doing an alien TV series. So what's this movie going to be about? That should be interesting. I'm a fan of the alien series, so we'll see what happens there. So
1: this would be the first time Disney releases an alien movie because now that they own Fox, right? Um, and I think Disney's trying to spill through their catalogs of intellectual property that they can continue to make money on because they have not come anywhere close to making their money on the purchase of Fox yet. So.
0: Right. And I guess they're making a Deadpool 3. It looks like it's coming out May of next year, uh, which is, I guess, six months ahead of schedule. I don't know. I, I wasn't. I know a lot of people liked Deadpool. I thought it was too, too over-the-top and comic-y. For me, I, I don't know. I wasn't. I saw the first one. I was just like, Meh.
1: Well, this next one is gonna have Wolverine, so it's gonna be. Oh,
0: that'll be cool. Hugh
1: Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Hugh Jackman's still gonna play Wolverine. He's, he's reprised wow. the role, so I think there's okay. reason to watch it. Okay.
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely reason to watch it yeah. for sure. Uh, Let's see other news. uh, Charles Barkley was there over at the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, you know, he was only there, obviously, because he was covering the Heat. And and the Heat were playing at the exact same time that the Panthers were. So I always go back. I don't know if you heard this story. It's my favorite story with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley does this inside the NBA. You know, he's all in the NBA stuff. They had this uh, segment one time where they were talking about, uh, they, they just had a game, let's say it was between like Golden State and the Clippers. So Ernie Johnson is the is the head guy, and the game was over. And he's like, oh, welcome back to uh, Inside the NBA. The uh, Warriors beat the Clippers 106-104. to 104. Following our broadcast, is going to be Speed 2 Cruise Control. And he goes, Kenny, what do you think about Golden State's performance? Well, you know, Golden State did well, Steph Curry, blah, blah, blah. And then he asks the other guy, what do you think about, you know, the Clippers? And he's like, well, the Clippers, they need to do better about X, Y, and Z. He's like, Charles, what do you think about the, uh, the game we just saw? And he just sits there and he goes, Speed 2? Cruise control? That movie was terrible. (laughs) So yeah, Charles. But what do you think about Golden State the Clippers? He's like, that's not the one on the bus, right? He's like, that's on the boat. That movie was terrible. They're putting that on after our show. What is wrong, TNT? You need to do better. He was so stuck on Speed 2 Cruise Control that they could not redirect him (laughs) back to talk about the NBA. Alan, I tell you, I have searched for hours on YouTube to find a clip of that. It was the funniest thing. I still haven't found it. Uh, it was literally the funniest thing I had ever seen in my life, where Charles Barkley was just stuck on Speed 2. And keeping on Speed 2, here's my point. Keanu Reeves has done four or five John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. He did four Matrix movies. He even did three Bill & Ted's movies. Mm-hmm. But he refused to do a second Speed movie. So that's how I know it was bad, and Charles Barkley was right. Mm-hmm. Honor our Entertainment Idiot of the Week. Not really entertainment-related, but just a kind of novelty story. I understand the story about this family that was trying to sell 800,000 pennies. So... Mm -hmm. You did see it? No. Okay. So this this uh this family member died, this old time family member in their basement, this guy was hoarding. He had eight hundred thousand pennies mm. in his basement. Okay. And people were like, Oh my god, you have a fortune there. Like, not the value of the pennies, mm-hmm. but it's very likely that he has some rare penny or a couple rare pennies that could be worth a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand okay. dollars. Okay. But they were like, oh, okay. So the family sat there for like an hour or two and tried to sort through the pennies wow. and they gave up. Only after like an hour or two, they're like, this is too much work. Yeah. So now they posted that they're going to sell the pennies for $25,000. Mm. 800,000 pennies though is only $8,000. Correct. Yeah. So you're trying to make money over here mm-hmm. and the off chance that there might be a hidden treasure. Mm-hmm. But think about the person that's actually losing money by giving you this Right. still has got to hire a truck and hire people to go through these pennies. And I'm like, are you trying to pull one over and try to make triple the amount of money that the pennies are actually worth? Mm. I'm like, good luck with that. But for this, you guys are getting my entertainment idiot of the week because I really think that you think that we're too stupid to realize that 800,000 pennies are $8,000 and nowhere near $25,000. So anyway... That's our closing music, our New York, New York, as usual for our regular studio shows. Alan, it was wonderful having you back. It's nice to be back. Today. And uh, look at that. The the sun hasn't come out, but the weather has cleared. One, two, three, so we apologize for the uh, thunderstorm. God, God was with us on the Firemark for this episode. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate it, and we will see you next time on the Firemark. Right through the very heart of it, New
1: York.